Huh. Wrestling's on. Remember how crazy this was when we were kids? <laughs> yeah, like that time Stone Cold drove a beer truck down the ramp and sprayed the authority with Cole's light from a fire hose? Yeah, or that time Undertaker threw mankind off the top cage and threw an announcer's table. Damn, wrestling was crazy back then. Wanna give it another shot 15 years later? Oh, hell yeah! If you were in the Royal Rumble, what number would you want to come out at? 69! Wow, that's a really long rumble. <laughs> I think I'd want to come out at 420. It's a rumble. It's a Royal Rumble match, but it's every single human on Earth. Well, Jory, it was it was the weekend of the Royal Rumble. Oh boy, it, it, it was a weekend. Boy, do we have a lot to go through. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good it was a good weekend for the most part yeah yeah I think um I think I maybe enjoyed last year's rumble weekend a little bit more I think so overall it was more hype and uh if they I, I think if I uh, preface it right now if they swapped the rumble placements I think it would have ended on a better note for this year yeah 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 Abs- <laughs> absolutely yeah, because the one that actually ended the show ended up just being kind of like, oh, cool, yeah, golf clap. The one that didn't would have been insane to end yeah. the show. Yeah, <laughs> there's but, more going um, on in it overall. Uh, but first, first we got to talk about NXT WWE NXT Takeover Phoenix, sponsored by Kingdom Hearts Three. Gosh, Sora. Alistair Black sure has a lot of tattoos. <laughs> Who would be uh, in Sora's party uh, in the NXT world in Kingdom Hearts 3? In the four? NXT world, uh, my my pick would probably be Ricochet. Because of like, especially with Kingdom Hearts 3 and been playing it, all the like tandem moves you can do. It would either be Ricochet. Uh, well, I'm still thinking Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. You can have multiple. It would be the War Raiders. Yeah. You like swap back and forth because you'd like go on a short adventure with with the with a heel team and a face team and go back and forth because they'd leave. So you'd, you'd basically be t- be between the War Raiders and Undisputed Era. I think. I think it would exclusively be Matt Riddle. Sora, bro, <laughs> you want to smoke some weed, Sora? Sora looks back at at Donald. Donald just making the upset Donald Duck noise. And then they and then they come out of like, they come out of like a like a, a building that's clearly been hotboxed while his theme is playing. Bro, 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 bro. But to the like, this is King- the extent of my Kingdom Hearts joke. Here it goes. Gorsh, Sora, that sure was some dank weed. <laughs> oh no! Matt Riddle's like bro, and then fucking kicks his flip flops off and starts beating the shit out of Heartless. <laughs> 
uh, and Sora's entrance music would just be the sick ass Skrillex song that's the opening sequence. That was really good. This episode of CWFP is turning into a Kingdom Hearts three review. I mean, that's this entire podcast network is Kingdom Hearts three. Um, yeah. all right, let's uh let's start talking about the actual Res- <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we got, we got two Mauro Mauro Ronaldo saying Kingdom Hearts three. Um. So we open off open the night up with a title match, uh, the War Raiders versus the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team Belts, and the War Raiders had a sick as fuck entrance. Yeah, it was. Except for the very beginning when the guys were like beating the spears on the on the shields out of sync, and it mm. went on for like ten seconds. I just I couldn't not notice that. I was even too busy checking out how cool like, they looked. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is cool, but then, like, everything is just so off-sync with wrestling chants and things all the time that I just, my my mind, like, lasers in on it. Um, Like, when people are doing the yes chant and there's, like, two separate chants going on. It's, I know part of it, it, part of it is because wrestling fans are just, uh, don't have rhythm. uh, Yeah. Because a good portion of them are white. And also, uh, the other reason Mm. is... Mm -hmm. Because they're in an arena and they're going off of audio cues and there's like echoing and there's like delays and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. especially if you're watching like in in person versus on camera, it's gonna be off when you're watching like at home versus in person. Yeah. Okay. Like when we were there, people were doing delete like a lot better with uh, Matt Hardy than it than it than they were when we were when we watched it on TV. That's true. That's true. <laughs> But, yeah, they had a sick-ass entrance where they had, like, Viking guys come out with spears and shields and stuff. And then... Mara Ranella talked about how Vikings were the first people to come to this continent. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. That was History Channel for you there. <laughs> oh, so this was backdoor marketing for the Vikings show? Well, it's canceled now, so... Oh, it is? Yeah. I mean, who watches the History Channel for original programming? Not me. I just watch it for Pawn Stars. Um, yeah. Scoping out the one with uh, Pet Country. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hanson and Roe came out in badass fucking Viking armor, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm ready for uh, these guys to have a WrestleMania entrance where they have like a fucking Viking rowboat, kind of like how Bar had uh, Mardi Gras float. <laughs> But they have, like, a Viking rowboat down the uh, entrance ramp. That'll be fucking sick. And dudes have to lift up the rowboat and, like, carry it down, like, above <laughs> their heads. So they're so they're rowing on the tops of men. Ooh, that's really good. Yeah, but the problem is that that's, like, 700 pounds inside that rowboat, so. Eh. Eh, it's fine. Yeah. Just get some PC, guys. They can do whatever. Yeah. New NXT signings? Come on, get them some on-screen time. Some early exposure is what you yeah. tell them. Yeah, get Casey Catanzaro down there. She can do it. <laughs> She's strong enough. Yeah, so the War Raiders had a sick entrance. Undisputed Era came out, and, uh, you know, they don't really need a sick entrance. Like, they don't need some 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 big flashy thing. They're just here to seize the gold. Just and, the, I mean, as long as you get Kyle O'Reilly playing the guitar on his title belt, that's yeah. really all you need, right? And, like, and also, as soon as, as soon as the crowd hears, shock, then everyone just fucking goes nuts yeah yeah 
it's like the most over thing in on all three brands right now. It, yeah. it, it seriously is the most over thing. And and one one that that hits at like a pay per view, SummerSlam or WrestleMania or something, people are gonna go wild. Yeah, they absolutely are going to go wild. It's really exciting waiting for that. But first, they have to defend their tag team uh, titles against the War Raiders, Hanson Row here at yeah. Takeover Phoenix, and. It was a great way to start the show. Oh, of course. It, they, the uh, Triple H knows, because it feels like Undisputed Era, start, besides war games, they start off almost every single pay-per-view in some way. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that's just because it's a tag team thing. You know, tag teams go first, then yeah. you do some undercard thing, then you do this. But he's, not him specifically, but everybody who's booked and written for NXT does such a good job with making the tag team division down there legit. And Undisputed Era, like we said, is just the most popular thing in the company right now, potentially. Um, besides, probably, like, Becky Lynch. Yeah. Um, but imagine so, if Becky Lynch went to NXT. Imagine if Becky Lynch joined Undisputed Era. <laughs> They'd have every belt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rightly she'd, so. She'd hold all of them by herself. Adam Cole would try to stand, like, in front of her, sort of, to pose, and then she'd stand in front of him and do the boom. Damn. Too fucking bad. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, the match itself. Anything you want to talk about from this specific match? Any crazy spots? How How are they so fast for big men? I, I have no... Well, the secret is, I showed you the picture earlier this week, I think. What, um... Oh, no, that was a different big man. Excuse me. I don't know. I don't know how they're so big. I, and so fast. I don't get it. <laughs> it's And Mauro Ronaldo said said so, that they should not be that fast. Yeah, he's cartwheeling at, like, 350 pounds. I don't get it. <laughs> Doing suicide dives. Like, that's... Whew. Yeah. It's that's that's what I'm amazed at. It's just how they're how they're so str- how they're so fast. It's this. It's the same with Killian Dane. Like yeah, it is. He's incredibly fast and, and agile for for how big he is. You gotta develop those skills and then put on the mass. <laughs> uh, what 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 stood out to you in this match? I was going to say the athleticism of Hanson and Rowe. Um, <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, also, Roderick Strong flying knees. Like, the, the way that O'Reilly and Strong, and previously O'Reilly and, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on Undisputed Era. Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish, thank you. Um, the way that their tag team wrestling is so, like, tandem. It's like... You, they, they do the, oh, they're isolating him. And when you see that on the main roster, it's like, oh, they just have him on the other side of the ring. Yeah. It's kind of working him with strikes. With Undisputed Era, the combination of O'Reilly Strong and, and Fish, it's like actually working someone over. It's like actually, I'll, you stomp his head, I'm going to like break his arm with my knees, okay? <laughs> then, we'll, then, you know, we'll pick him up and then Roddy can knee him in the face. It's like actually working someone over. It's, it looks like a real jumping it's crazy. Um, 
see, see, when you're talking about that, I imagine it as like a comic book thing where it's like, bam, pow, and the last one is like, see, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Roddy. My does. name is Roderick Strong. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the noise he makes when you select him in a fighting game. <laughs> Yeah, there are two very distinct things like that in WWE. There's Roderick Strong with his hey, hey, hey. He's like, and then and then um, Akira Tozawa. Have you ever heard him when I, he's when I he's haven't. when he's wrestling? Ah, 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 ah. It's like yeah, man. Okay, I'm feeling it too. This is good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Roddy's awesome. Um, you want to go over the uh, end of the match? Well, <laughs> uh, s- s- somehow Han- Hansen can do uh, handsprings despite being <laughs> uh, nine foot twenty seven and two thousand pounds, <laughs> and it uh it's because one hundred pounds be- because of that undisputed air just couldn't fucking do anything like they were just. After the after they were kicking out of finishers, they just fucking separated them, and, get, and were able to get a pin. And I can't believe it. Yeah. He there was so much coming at him, but it didn't matter. Yeah. And uh, this is this is a good way to show like, because the way this went, you could go either way. Like you could have undisputed air goes out on top because. Technical wrestling and uh, precise strikes and stuff are better than being a big man, or the big men power through all the all the technical stuff and are able to become or and are able to be the victors. Like the, mm-hmm. the way that they portray them as big men is a lot better than we usually see, and the same with technical wrestling is a lot better than we usually see, like. They they do more than like two rest holds and like this is technical wrestling, like I'd say like even a lot of the strikes and stuff that they do. I'm sure someone will be like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but it's like the strikes and stuff they do are pretty technical too. Yeah, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, I would say is is mainly strong style. Yeah. A lot of MMA mixed in. Yeah, uh, MMA strikes. Roddy is just when 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 you have the archetypes for like a character in Def Jam Fight for New York, Roderick Strong just says balanced. Like just do <laughs> you just do everything. You do everything well. Now, now I'm now I'm gonna get a copy. Make Roderick Strong. <laughs> Good luck finding one. <laughs> yeah, the 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 war after after fucking six months of build up, it was Money in the Bank weekend when uh undisputed era squashed uh the mighty rest in peace um or was that the was the mighty the one SummerSlam weekend was it I think it was Lorkin and Birch that they faced that money in the bank takeover um takeover Chicago no yeah no it was it was SummerSlam weekend when that happened. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This uh, uh, after that, and then fucking the War Raiders popped up and just lawn beat 
beat the shit out of him, launched Kyle O'Reilly 20,000 feet up in the air and killed him. And then our friends were just so amazed that after every match, they just wanted big Viking dudes to come out and beat the shit out of whoever won. <laughs> after all that time, after those six months, it paid off. And uh, they're NXT Tag Champions now. Yeah. I wonder what this means for TakeOver New York. Thinking just a rematch. Probably. Which is fine. I, th- I th- think NXT still gets their uh, rematch clauses. Yeah, I don't think anything changed with NXT because, you know, NXT is good. NXT doesn't have to apologize to viewers. <laughs> NXT doesn't have to blame an on-screen character for the, for the show being bad. <laughs> well, he's not hurting after it, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, next we got we got a match that uh it almost felt like a pre-show match. Not that it was bad, but like yeah, I thought because it was going to be on the card something different was going to happen, but uh, Yeah. <laughs> nope. No, Matt Matt Riddle came out, you know, bro, 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 bro. Bro, 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 and then uh, flip flops fly in the wind. Aggressively beat the shit out of Cassius Ono until he made him tap. <laughs> yeah, Cassius Ono got like he got control maybe once or twice in the match. One of the times came from him uh, biting Matt Riddle's feet. God, that was disgusting. Very gross. <laughs> Very gross. That's that's how you know he's a dedicated wrestler. Bring that man up to main roster right now. He's willing to put a dude's bare foot in his mouth. Barefoot that's been on a wrestling mat that the War Raiders just wrestled on. And a barefoot that's mid-match, there's definitely sweat on it. That's a dirty foot. That is absolutely a dirty foot. <laughs> uh, d- <laughs> with it, within kayfabe, what's the rules on biting? Um... I feel like it's one of those things, like, with the hair pulling, where the, where the ref is like, come on, man, stop that, but they don't do anything about it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a ref's discretion. Mm. I think it's a, it's probably usually thrown out. Here's what it is. At a pay-per-view, you get away with it a little bit. <laughs> On the weekly show, you're not going to get away with it at all. All right. Uh, Matt, Matt Riddle smoked a big old fat blunt, and... Uh, Beat the shit out of Cassius Ono and then went backstage and smoked another big old fat blunt. Big old fat blunt that Keith Lee rolled for him. NXT North American Championship match. Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. Match of the night. Oh yeah. Match this of the is... night. <laughs> I don't I don't know what superhero Johnny Gargano is supposed to be dressed as. I think it I, I'm assuming it was the fire guy from X Men. I don't know a thing about mm. X Men. No, because because Johnny look take, for it. Takeover said something about uh, well it it was in like the X Men Marvel font, so that's just why I assume it it might be just Dark been... Phoenix. There you go. There you, who is an X Men? Yeah, so it was kind of right. <laughs> I just assumed yeah. he's a fire dude because it was like fiery. And isn't isn't the new X-Men movie coming out uh, over the summer or sometime this year going to be isn't oh, it called shit. Dark Phoenix yeah, I think yeah. so yeah wow Johnny we get it you're a big old fucking nerd 
<laughs> he came he came out to to fight to to wrestle the one and only Ricochet and boy boy can these men wrestle Ricochet looked like he had Spider-Man inspired attire on too <laughs> which is like the second time we've seen that in the last year cuz uh didn't Cedric Alexander have Spider-Man stuff at Mania I think it was mm. but yes these two they can this is a dream match and my god <laughs> absolutely insane and this this isn't the last we're gonna get to see these guys do this either no way no <laughs> this is not even just in upcoming stuff but like at all definitely gonna get this <laughs> many times in the future this is this is a wrestlemania caliber match this wrestlemania caliber matchup it's I, <laughs> I, yeah. I countering the slingshot DDT, like the slingshot DDT is a very counterable move, but Johnny seems like the only person who really does it. Yeah, um, and it's really cool. And with with Ricochet, you can do all kinds of stuff. Really, the coolest part was for me was the opening because it was just counters for like two minutes straight. Yeah. It's it's like, it was just QTEs and not actual gameplay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it it's great because uh, just over time, in, since he, the back to back losses to Champa, Johnny's just been been getting dirtier and scarier and doing doing more and more evil bad guy things. Yeah. Like uh, lifting up the 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 padding ringside to reveal the concrete below, which happened later on in the main event as well. And yeah. I have to say, I'm I think it's gonna pay off well in th- the final chapter. I of think the the payoff that, that we're getting right now is uh, Champa did it, and now he doesn't realize he's emulating Champa. Yeah, so that's what we're supposed to get there. Is that uh, he's unknowingly becoming what he he didn't want to be, that his most hated thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's supposed to be it. It is becoming a little overused, though. It's been it's been like every takeover <laughs> for the last probably four that this happens at some point. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. Um, but but it's still a cool spot. I don't want to <laughs> take away from it being like, oh Jesus, no, someone's going to die here. I I I loved. I, I was I was so amid, the sequence. I think that that really got me was Gargano moving uh, that like Hurricanrana into a slingshot DDT. I, I did. I didn't think. I don't know how how these 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 men can wrestle like this. All the, all these times forever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's astounding, and it it makes me so excited for the future of the company as a whole to have just such good wrestlers in NXT. Not that anyone on the main roster is bad, and not that it's a guarantee that these are all these performers are going to work out on main roster, but 
wow, if you just give them a chance, they almost certainly will. See, I, I'm just, I'm just scared that I'll be at like a house show or something, and I'll buy nice tickets to the entrance ramp, and then Johnny Gargano will come out, and then I'll start crying, and then a dude who's like six years older than me will see me crying because he's in front of me. <laughs> That's a dude who's like yeah a good like five inches shorter than me too yeah because Gargano's build height is this is this is dumb stuff but Gargano's build height is five eleven but he's barely taller than Candice so yeah worked worked heights you gotta watch out for him so but it's what well, when we got to the end uh, John uh, Ricochet. Got Gargano locked in his own uh, submission, the Gargano escape. After 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 getting a break and getting him back on the floor, I did a did a brain buster onto that exposed concrete, Fuck. and uh, <laughs> and uh, th- th- threw Ricochet into the ring, then did a springboard DDT, planted him down, got got the pin. And uh, Gargano is our new North American champion. Incredible. He finally got some gold. Yeah. He might have had to do things he didn't ever want to do to get it. Oh, definitely. But I don't know if he's of the right mind to admit or notice that he did. He's a changed man, Johnny Gargano. He's a broken man. Not in the Matthew Hardy broken. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's poor, poor Ricochet. Ricochet doesn't have a belt anymore, but I feel like he could just uh, springboard 630 into the ground like uh, Knuckles in the Sonic Adventure games and dig up a new piece of gold. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or... He could win a different piece of gold, but uh, the NXT we'll tag see. team titles bigger. The United Kingdom title bigger. The Universal title. Yep, that's the one I was thinking of exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well, how you got that? Uh, as, as after this match ended and it went to like half commercial, half uh, announce table stuff, I just imagined that a takeover, takeover black, whatever the next UK takeover is. Is that Pete, Pete Dunn beats Walter or whoever it was that came out at Blackpool? Yeah, Walter. Which Walter, if <laughs> if there's a pop for a dude named Walter in wrestling, you know you're in England. <laughs> oh, a, a dude who whose whose gimmick is like not not to take away from Walter or anything. I think Walter's really cool and he's fun to watch wrestling. Whose gimmick is being M Bison? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Being chubby British M. Bison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn sure no, you're in England. <laughs> I was seeing, like, he, he beats Walter or whoever, and Pete Dunn's like, Oi, bruv, I ain't done. I need a new opponent. Because that's how British people talk. Yep. <laughs> I'll say bruv all the time. And, uh, and then Ricochet's music hits, and then Ricochet takes the belt from him. Like, two belts. <laughs> <laughs> oh well one belt two after he beats brock at mania yeah that goes for the for the real main title 
NXT yeah, UK title. Tri- triple triple threat match. Throw Ricochet in there. He'll beat them both. Who cares? Um, all right. Next up, we had the NXT Women's Championship match between Bianca Belair and NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler. Um, first, I want to talk about um, what's the name? Shane Roberts, uh, Robbie Roberts, Sam Roberts. There we go. Sam Roberts. Um, a couple of hours before this happening on the NXT Takeover Kickoff Show, and just getting really mad that people thought Bianca could win, and like screaming about Bianca not being able to win. Oh boy, am uh, I glad I didn't watch the pre-show. That I mean, was, the that NXT really pre-shows weird. are really bad because we just have to listen to him and the uh, guy who Pat picked, McAfee. yeah, Pat McAfee, just say dumb stuff while people she- love Pat McAfee, and I don't have a problem with Pat McAfee. I think he's like pretty charismatic and he belongs there, but it's just not for me. Like, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like he's just a goofy dude. <laughs> yeah, he makes references to nerd shit and says funny like not meme memes you know what i mean like it's it's fine but yeah sam roberts got real mad um she was not big enough to be on on uh at a takeover and she was definitely going to lose (laughs) and it's like oh okay (laughs) do you think do you think he was in kayfabe or he was just getting actual mad (laughs) About I think something. he was in kayfabe, but it seems like a lot of people were just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I think Jordan Grace and Gail Kim were both just like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> it, yeah. I, kayfabe or not, it was weird. Yeah, that, that's that's very true. It's, it's, it's weird to, spoilers, it's weird to have something written like that that's like, she can't do it, she just doesn't belong here. And then she loses anyway, so it's like, okay, then what is... What's the point of doing this? Just have him go. Not only does she that's that's what frustrates me about this match. Not only does she lose, but she loses pretty cleanly. Like, you, and we we can't we can't assume that uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke's interference did anything to Bianca because they didn't like get a finger on her. Yeah, she she easily dispatched them, and I don't know why. Uh, Marina Shafir was wearing a weird cane face mask. She wore one during the match on NXT, um, the post takeover thing. Mm. So maybe that's just her thing. Maybe Roddy suggested it to her. I don't know. Maybe she has a facial issue. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's. Those are often worn in like baseball and basketball and stuff. Yeah. If you have like a nasal thing or sinus problem or something, just to make sure nothing gets fucked up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Cause it's the narrative then is like, Oh, Bianca just wasn't ready just cause she was undefeated. It didn't mean anything. She, you know, she's going up against the most decorated female wrestler in NXT history. Uh, you know, she still has a ways to go, but it just, the thing with Sam Roberts was weird. You have to have seen it, because he, like, spazzed the fuck out for, like, a minute before he started talking, and then was just like, she's not ready! She's just, she's not, she's not there yet. She doesn't belong here. He's like, okay. And Charlie Caruso and Pat McAfee were just looking at him like, what the hell? Yeah, it was... The, the, I, I guess, I guess with the match, what, what we were supposed to pull from it... Is that Bianca Belair? She could she couldn't beat Shayna Baszler, but 
she gave her the biggest fight that Shayna Baszler has got. She got out of the Karafuda clutch for like two seconds and then got put back into it. Yeah. Um, she made her bleed with her hair. Um, she sort of oh, got yeah, the military press. Um, the whip with the giant open gash. That yeah. Was good. And uh, anytime Shayna Baszler does anything... It's not only I sleep, but it's like, uh, she's, I I don't, I don't know, uh, it's just Shaq, I sleep. I don't, I don't know why, um, like what it is that she does, that she doesn't have it yet after it's been almost a year since she first got that belt, but nothing she does is believable. Yeah, I'm not ever really interested in what she's doing. Like, her promo work doesn't feel... Maybe it's just, like, her being from fucking South Dakota, she doesn't understand what acting is. That's, that's a possibility. Um, <laughs> it's just, to me, it's just a lot of boring, like... that. That's the problem you can fall into, I think, it, it, with, with wrestling and having former MMA fighters... In professional wrestling is just like oh i'm gonna kick your ass because i wasn't i was in the octagon and it's like yeah. well the idea of this show is that everyone can kick each other's ass so yeah and it's I'm not impressed by that that's that's not getting me like oh you know i can i, I, I feel believe like that she might beat her ass over anyone else it's like <laughs> they're all here to do that man we we get the most most promo work for a uh, for MMA person from Ronda Rousey because she's a uh, basically like the biggest name in the company worldwide next to John Cena I I feel like John Cena is a bigger household name than Ronda Rousey is like four years after she uh, gave up on UFC yeah um I definitely think he is uh, but even then sometimes she's like doing promos or doing like mic work and something there just isn't clicking they don't even bother it's, trying to make Brock use a microphone which is smart <laughs> yeah never and they never have i mean yeah well they have but it just people say bailey is bad on the mic you don't like i've heard a ton of criticism about bailey and bret hart but you you gotta find from when brock came back in like 2014 and fucking <laughs> listen to that some of that shit that is not good that's really really not good um yeah let's um let's talk about the nxt championship match between alistair black and champion tommaso champa Ooh. yeah tommaso champa has ended basically every single fairy tale and he's the biggest name in sports entertainment which if you ask me, he certainly is the most talented name in sports entertainment. Him and him and Gargano. <laughs> oh yeah. Him and Johnny aren't settling that till WrestleMania one year. Yeah. Like we've talked about a fucking year ago, almost. <laughs> where yeah, it's. I'm. I worry that they won't tell people what's going on. That they'll just try to start the feud in anew. But use NXT footage. Show us what I mean, they, they they used fucking tough enough this week on SmackDown, so I think they will. <laughs> yeah, p- please. Please. 
<laughs> that also made that feud more interesting. What does Aleister Black have left to accomplish anyway? Like, even trying to get the belt back. That's... That's what I'm a little bit lost on this. I suppose he didn't he didn't get his like closure of a rematch. I suppose is what we're going into this thinking, feeling. Yeah, and he he wants to take back what is his because it was only taken from him because you know someone someone jumped him. But what else does he have to show here that? He's he is just and will bring justice back to NXT. Does he? <laughs> Un- unfortunately, not. Um, he comes close. What? Uh, what? Ch- Champa was Champa was smart during this whole match. He just kept going for that fucking leg. Yeah. Just... They even they even did a thing. You remember when? Champa was fucking with the water bottle, and then he he took the super kick, and then he, like, the water <laughs> went everywhere, and he emptied the bottle. Yeah. Was, was I don't good. know if you noticed, there was, a, there was a part towards the end of the match where Alistair rolled out and then kind of slipped in the water, which tweaked the leg more. Ooh. So, it just... It all came together pretty well. Man, these these men are, are like galaxy brain. Yeah. <laughs> that's some like galaxy brain stuff right there damn it's yeah yeah champa was working that leg so much because that's that's most of what black has going for him is the black mass it's it's a nasty looking kick and whenever he pulls it off it's it's very effective but yeah realistically they haven't they they don't show him being able to end anything otherwise if he can't, if he can't successfully get that off, like um, when would he finally landed one, and then as he's like trying to pin Champa, Champa just like flops over. <laughs> <laughs> it, it made me think of a uh, the gag in Castle Crashers where you see like. A bunch of the camouflaged, I think it's the the like wind bear guys. They all roll over and then jump up, and then one of them just rolls one over. One just rolls back over. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit, that was really funny. <laughs> this, and it, it, it felt like so natural too the way that happened and the way these guys, Ricochet, Gargano, all carry themselves in the ring and stuff, where it's like, it's not even wrestling. Like, it's not even, like, choreographed spots or anything. Everything just feels like a natural progression with these it's, NXT yeah. wrestlers. Yeah. It, it really does. And I, I keep telling my dad, and I hope it comes true, that when there's a, there's a specific six, that when they come up, shit's gonna change. Really, you could call it nine. Um... And I think all nine of them are 100% capable of just having that flow, like you just mentioned, just with with each with each other. You know, not maybe you know it takes a little bit longer to get acclimated. Adam Cole takes a little bit longer to get acclimated with like um, I don't if, if Bobby Lashley's still around when he's there. <laughs> but if you have them in feuds together, 
people are going to be blown away. Because there are a ton of people who watch main roster that don't watch NXT. Yeah. And when they see these these guys, you know, they don't even watch pay-per-views, so they didn't even see the Rumble, you know? Yeah. They just watch the highlights the next day or whatever's shown to them. Uh, when they see these guys, they're going to be blown away, I think. And wrestling's going to be, like, not crazy big again, you know? Not as, not ever going to get to Attitude Era, but WWE's going to be... that. Those guys coupled with, like, another wrestling promotion on cable, it's going to... It's gonna be wild, but this match, and we get too off off topic. This match, its its ending was was real hard to watch for Alistair because you know he he not because it was bad just from a story standpoint. You know he yeah. really wanted it, but he just couldn't do it, and he took two fairy tale endings, which is a great name for a finisher. Didn't know it was called that until yeah. I think that's the first uh, time Saturday. we've heard them actually say, call yeah, that's, it that. That's an excellent name for it. <laughs> Um, but he just, he just couldn't get it done. His leg gave out trying to do a black mass. Yeah. And, and, uh, Champa just did not want to even put up with this shit anymore. And for a total of four throughout the match, four, uh, fairytale endings and he kept the title and fairytale ending is great because of how it's, how it's pulled off is you can see Champa's frustration that Alistair just keeps trying. Yeah. So he just keeps giving them to him. Yeah. <laughs> just die. Just die. Please just die. Um, and then, that's not the end of the, pa- of the pay-per-view. No. Champa wins. <laughs> he poses. He hugs. What does he call the belt? Goldie? Goldie, yeah. Go- yeah, he hugs that belt tight. And he goes up to the top of the ramp, and who comes out behind him? It's 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 Johnny Gargano. With with his North American Championship holding it above his head, and he looks he looks over at, at Champa, and he looks at the at the belt, and he he wants more. Yeah, and I think he's accepting who he's become. He he likes the belt that he has, but you can tell he gazes at that NXT championship, and he's he wants that too. <laughs> and then after they went off air, after copyright, yeah, and everything, Fuck. Velveteen Dream came out. Well, Velveteen Dream came out. Well, he, he he was he came out in between matches where he stepped out of a car with two women, which yeah, I think what he should have done is stepped out of a car with a woman and like. I, both a woman and a man, just to like make people like, what what's going on? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a very velveteen dream. That's thing. like a small thing, uh, and he was just like sitting in the crowd with his two babes. <laughs> yeah, I I think Triple H said in something uh, like a conference call afterward or something they had something different planned for him, but it just didn't work out because of time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he was gonna confront someone in the ring or something like that, or. Maybe it was what happened at the end. They just, you know, reshuffled it and did it right at the very end. That, Maybe it was that, confronting that, Johnny. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, back, and it just was a. Uh, it was John <laughs> backstage. Yeah, Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole, who's just gone all night. He he <laughs> didn't even come out with Undisputed Era, which I thought was really Adam weird. Adam Cole not on a Takeover card. Why? Yeah, that's that's really weird. Did was I didn't watch NXT because. 
I haven't kept up with it, but also it's the post uh, takeover one. Was he in either yeah. of the uh, dark matches? Well, the matches, the matches were uh, Sane and and Shirai versus uh, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir, and then um, Forgotten Sons versus Street Profits. Oh, yeah. And so no yeah, Cole there either. Maybe he's working on some lingering thing or something. Or <laughs> I could be it. Uh, yes, Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black backstage <laughs> with uh, <laughs> Champa, Johnny, and who's who's the third heel? Um, Adam Cole, John Gargano, and oh, wait. Champa. And then the faces were Alistair oh, yeah. Black, Velveteen Dream, Alice, and Ricochet. And Ricochet yeah. yeah. And, uh, at, like, the pre-show for Royal Rumble, they announced they're doing a halftime heat. <laughs> uh, yes. Halftime 20 heat. years later? Hell yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's really funny because this is some deep fucking backdoor XFL promo work. Absolutely is. Hey, don't don't watch their football thing. Watch our thing during the football because we're gonna do football is, soon. Is the NFL fanfare like public domain? Can they just use that? What do you mean? Well, whenever they bring up the halftime heat thing, you, you get the like. Bing, 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 bing. Oh yeah, all the songs that um, Sam Spence uh, orchestrated in the like early '60s, late '60s. That's you can use that anywhere. Yep. Mm. Those are, I think, those are all owned by the estate of Sam Spence, and they're oh, just like. Oh, is, is that is that why uh, they have their shitty, I think like, Sam Spence. shitty Sunday football theme song that Carrie yeah, Underwood that's... sings? So they have something they yeah. can brand. There's some sad person out there who's bought that song on iTunes. Absolutely, she probably lives in Montana. <laughs> it's I, oh, I, I, I wanted to say I hope halftime heat doesn't have a crowd, but. Um, I'm going here, and it says, The show will be live, but the fans will not be invited. The only people allowed in the PC to watch this match happen live will be friends and families of wrestlers and performance center staff. Okay, that's kind of cool. That's going to be interesting. I just... I <laughs> I don't imagine the six of these guys give a shit about football at all, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. Like, Ricochet will probably be like, who's winning? And then Adam Cole's probably like, you know, the guys from my town aren't in it, so I don't care, so rest of them don't give a fuck it's it's really funny because they're just talking about like you you, you really want to watch maroon five i like that they were able to use an image of maroon five on the on the pay-per-view the royal rumble pay-per-view but they couldn't on any of the week either of the weekly shows this week or on <laughs> nxt i thought that was kind of funny it, it's it's really funny because they only mentioned Maroon Five. They're not talking. They didn't uh, bring up a uh, Travis Scott. <laughs> yeah, because you might want to see Travis Scott. I don't think anybody's trying to see Maroon Five. Yeah, in exactly. What if he falls through the stage again? Has he fall? Travis Scott or Travis Maroon Scott. Five men? Oh, did, when did he fall through a stage? Oh no! But it's it's really funny watching it because he's just like doing a song and it's like ah, <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. That's, and then also Big Boy, whoever Big Boy is. <laughs> From Outcast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I assume he's a big boy. He's a, he's a normal-sized boy. He's an okay boy. 
Uh, yeah, they're like, you, you really want to watch Maroon 5, you fucking loser? Watch this instead. And then just, like, extreme music as they're showing Ricochet, like, 6.30ing off the top of uh, War Games and <laughs> shit. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's real good. This is probably why they've been having those like weird uh, six-man tag matchups at the NXT house shows, is so they can get them used to working with each other. Get it, yeah, I they mean, can practice spots and yeah. stuff like that in front of people. Yeah, I mean, Ch- Champ and Gar- Gargano, they were tag team champions together, so they don't need the help. But with Adam Cole in there, like, God, that's gonna be good. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break from watching from playing Kingdom Hearts to switch over to Halftime Heat, and everyone in my house, my brother. I'll make my brother watch Halftime Heat with me. <laughs> They're going to do the Spongebob song. Uh, if they do, that's really sad. And I can't believe the, the NFL is that desperate to get millennials to watch. And it'll work too because all the people who uh, who say they, they don't want to watch the NFL anymore because uh, they don't let people kneel are going to be that fucking stupid and give in to the fucking Spongebob song. Whenever I see stuff about that, I just get upset. Like, I can tell, yeah. It's it's pandering. It's like sad pandering, and it's working. Do, does the NFL even have a say in in that song being performed or not? Or I mean, they have the money. <laughs> they could they could oh, they could they could clear it pretty easily. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's just a the song from SpongeBob. I think it's. I think it's pretty cool that they're doing it, and I don't think I think most people our age are not gonna just they're not they're not caring that people aren't allowed to kneel anyway. They never watched football before, and yeah, they're gonna watch the Super Bowl because they watch the Super Bowl every year for the commercials. So it's probably not much different than it is any other time. Yeah, there's 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 that that crowd too, which is like a barely a step above lol sports ball. It's not. Oh, it's just same thing. Yeah. It's just I want to see the funny Danny DeVito Eminem commercial, and then when the when the sport is happening, when football's happening, and Todd Gurley scores a touchdown, they go, "Yeah, sports ball!" Ha ha ha! And everyone looks at them like, "Okay, you can go back in your room and play Smash Brothers or whatever. You don't have to watch this and be a dick about it." Halftime heat is is going to be better. I'm I'm gonna definitely watch halftime. Look. I'm probably not going to watch much of the Super Bowl anyway because I can't handle watching the Patriots play another Super Bowl. So <laughs> I'll probably have it on my laptop in the background while I play Kingdom Hearts or something. Watch, uh, instead of the Super Bowl, you just watch, um... The just, Puppy Bowl? You just rewatch uh, the Rumble. Ah, good idea. <laughs> Speaking of the Rumble... Yeah, it was... WWE Royal Rumble 2019 on Sunday. Pre, let's just let's talk about this massive fucking card. Pre-show, pre-show yeah. uh, non-title match: Bobby Roode, Chad Gable versus Razor and Scott Dawson. Akam is injured, so we're not going to see AOP until they're released. Uh, Dash Wilder if, just isn't just isn't there. Yeah, if Razor and Scott Dawson win, they win a chance to. Like a title match of some kind, I guess. That's what it. That's what was said. Doesn't matter. They didn't win. Uh, Rude and Gable won. Bobby Rude buried a cameraman and AOP in the revival. Yep. Die cameraman. Okay. (laughs) Next up, United States Championship match between um, Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. Rusev went into this United States champion, correct? It was a match for Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay. 
um, this match told a pretty cool story of the classic um, Lana on the apron, and then Lana gets hurt. We've seen that a couple times in it, the last year. It, it was Rusev accidentally knocked her off the apron and allowed uh, Shinsuke to get the title back. Uh, the thing that I have to say is Lana, just pick, if you have an accent or not, please pick one. One or the yeah, other. I would prefer Please. that. And, hey, how is this going to affect her appearance in the Women's Rumble later tonight? We'll find out. All right, final pre-show match. Fatal 4-Way match for the Cruiserweight Championship. It's Cruiserweight Champion Buddy Murphy versus Kalisto versus Akira Tozawa and Kenta. I'm not going to call him by his slave name anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, there's some people who are doing that as unironically. Hoof. Definitely me yeah <laughs> <laughs> with with no awareness and they're also super white <laughs> yeah oh, okay yeah that tr- true it does it's okay that i do it yeah uh, and kenta sounds way cooler than hideo hideo Itami sounds like when i was playing fight night round three and i wanted to make a japanese boxer and i named him um what did i name him i named him ryu kojima because those are the two japanese names i fucking <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's what Hideo Itami sounds like to me. <laughs> Vince just got done playing Metal Gear Solid Five. All right, this is what we're gonna call him. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's bad. Anyway, um, match was pretty good. Um, yeah, the, 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 there's the, not enough time for them. The, so. the spot in particular, the one I want to talk about, is when they're all on the apron, and I believe was it uh, it was either Tozawa or Itami that like tackled him down and then also threw murphy into the fucking barricade it was it was it was kenta yeah okay um (laughs) he he's he's a brutal wrestler and if you want proof of that go back and watch i believe it was from sometime in january or february of last year the cruiserweight tournament match between him and roderick strong that's one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. Uh, they throw each other around in that match. But uh, this one was pretty good. There's someone who disappeared for a long time. I think it was Tazawa who disappeared for a long time. But um, doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. Murphy wins, lol. <laughs> it's okay. Murphy Murphy's Law is a good finisher and a good name for a finisher. I think it was yeah. Kalisto who ate the pin. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Only three of these four people are with WWE now. Only a couple days later. Yeah. So, good luck in in Japan or wherever you choose to go, Kenta. You're fucking awesome. When is, I respect you. What when, when is when is Akira Tozawa gonna show on a show up on main roster show? I feel like they should just d- divide them all up on stuff, except for Ruddy Murphy because he's the champion, right? Yeah. Like, Mustafa Ali's on SmackDown. Put Cedric Alexander on Raw. Yeah. Uh, put Lucha House Party's on on uh, on Raw. Yeah. Put Akira Tozawa, uh, Tozawa and Brian Kendrick on SmackDown and just have them do stuff, you know? Have him rejoin uh, Titus Worldwide. Yeah. I would love a, a reuniting of Titus Worldwide. Just put uh, Titus O'Neil and Akira Tozawa on a team. That'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm cool with that. See, I mostly just want Akira Tozawa to be on something that's not 205 Live, because he's just the happiest looking guy all the yeah. time. 
He just looks so excited to just be out in a ring and in front of people. Yeah. And even if they're not chanting with him or re- receiving yeah. his match, he's just having <laughs> a ball. And I, how could you be mad? Yeah. You know, you're, you're wrestling. And it's uh, <laughs> they're, they're, it's it's sad that the cruiserweights don't get showcased on on main roster, but uh, I guess I guess you can't have people can't have brawn and a guy who's uh four two on the same show yeah i would i would just start giving them a match on one of the main shows per week and then maybe have cruiserweight title defenses on like like, raw because raw does so much bullshit that is so pointless anyway just yeah just start introducing these guys because having a 15 17 minute segment of buddy murphy versus uh, Cedric Alexander for the cruiserweight title is much better than people just farting around doing nothing, going like, "Oh, I saw you at catering," you know, just pissing on robes or whatever the fuck they do on Raw. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's let's talk about the main card though. Now that we've gotten through, the yeah. Stuff. You called it. <laughs> we opened with the SmackDown Women's Championship we opened match. With Becky Lynch, the man, the man. The music hidden. Her music feels very. Um, her her music feels very not fitting anymore, but you can't change it because she feels a whole lot meaner than her music does. I, I think it works though because I I don't I, they don't have a specific like alignment for uh, Charlotte and. Um, Becky right now, but it fits because we want to cheer for her. Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's why that's why it works for me because we want to cheer for her. Um, and it's, that's a great way to kick off a pay per view. Get everyone excited. Is you get done uh, getting your chips as the uh, short scrawny guys as a short scrawny guy is holding up a purple belt to dubstep in two thousand nineteen. <laughs> Buddy Murphy's music is cool, but it's really funny that it's dubstep. Uh, yeah, it's it's very 2011 dubstep too. It, it's probably it's probably it's definitely like the uh, the music to one of his no scope montages. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference for you. Uh, and the people sit down after they ha- after they've eaten the massive fucking disgusting uh, Royal Rumble burger that. Oh. Shane Bryan 100% was justified in berating people for even considering and, eating. And stepping on it and smashing it in the, in the stands in a pre-pay-per-view promo. <laughs> thing was gross. Um, they, uh, they sit down and they're like, oh, hey, the actual pay-per-view is about to start. And then Becky Lynch's music goes off. That's that's a way to get people off their butts. Yeah, it sure is. And and then Oscar came out, and uh, I can't wait for this to happen and get it Survivor Series. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! This is such a good match. The, these two are the two best women in the company ever, forever. <laughs> I you know, in terms of wrestling skill and presence, yeah. I would I say third then would probably be Charlotte, and then four and five are Trish and Lita. Yeah. We're gonna get we're gonna get fucking worked over by some people in public one day for saying this, but <laughs> I, 
I I really think that uh I really think that these two just they just can they just can do whatever. That's not to say, you know, Sasha and Bailey can't. They just haven't been given great opportunities lately even though, you know, Sasha was in a title match at this pay-per-view. Mm. Uh, that's it's kind of it's a little questionable uh, if you could yeah. call it a match. Um <laughs> It's a good match, but yeah. we, when you know the outcome, there isn't really a point. Right? With this, we 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 pretty much guessed the outcome, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a wild ride. Uh, that doesn't mean there isn't parts of you that are like, "Oh, holy shit, Becky might win here." Uh, during during Sasha and, and Ronda, it doesn't matter. You, yeah. It doesn't matter how much she's rallying. You're like, she, she's going to lose. Yeah. It's like... Beck exploded into the barricade. The disarmor, like, through the ropes. Uh, <laughs> it, it's nice, too, because they both, they both do submissions, so we get... That's always interesting if it's not uh, Ronda Rousey. Um, is who's going to get the submission first? Who's going to lock it in and make them tap? Because we both know they're good at submissions. Yeah. E- even even more interesting when um they they got each other in each other's submissions. Yes. <laughs> so Becky used the Oscar lock. Yeah. And Oscar got a disarm her. What, why, why is it so much more interesting when Oscar does Germans than when uh, Brock Lesnar does Germans? Because when Brock Lesnar does it, you know you're going to have to watch 12 more Germans in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> basically when anyone does Germans. But Oscar's Germans are really nice. Yeah. It's... Um, th- yeah, this uh, this, this match went, went about the way we expected, but an outcome... There's no way going into this I would have thought that we would have seen like a reverse bridged Oscar lock. Insane. Absolutely insane to take one of the strongest submissions ever in wrestling and bridge it. She had to tap. She was going to yeah. die if she didn't. <laughs> she she couldn't she wouldn't have a career if she didn't. Yeah. It'd be over. Everything would be done. All that, all that work, all that last year of trying would be done. Yeah. R- remember, uh, I, I suppose we can talk a little bit more about Becky later. But uh, yeah, Becky, Becky tapped to Oscar, and it was a, an incredible way to start the show. And I just, it was a great way to help keep Oscar like credible as a champion too. Is letting her beat Becky. Because Becky's got to move on to something else. It's not her land. But not for now. Because she has to go backside and be sad that she... She has to go uh, out back a stage and uh, be sad she didn't win. Yeah. I'm... Um... I'm scared as to who will be Asuka's next opponent going into Elimination Chamber. Maybe just nobody right now, and then maybe someone before, maybe someone during Fastlane before uh, mm, yeah. Mania, but 
Well, yeah. Then, then we got a match that was better than it had any right to be. That's true. <laughs> um, I do still think it was pretty much how we called it, and <laughs> at least I said, who. There's someone who made this match, I'll say that. And it was not a surprise who made the match. Uh, let's see. Who have we been saying deserves a singles push? Hmm. Is oh, it... yeah, Shane McMahon. Yep. <laughs> That's who it is. If, if Shane McMahon wasn't Vince McMahon's son, uh, this would just be a Shane McMahon podcast. Yep, Shane, Shane McMahon would be headlining pay-per-views against Kenny Omega in New Japan and AEW. <laughs> we're we're going to see this man die in the ring. Yeah, he just does so many things that someone his age probably shouldn't be doing, but for the good of the show, thank you, man. For, for, for I the respect good of the show, it's, it, it's so wild because he's so much older that it's not like 20 years ago when he was jumping off of stuff that it's like... There's people watching and, like, even probably a little bit of backstage sentiment of, oh, he's the boss's kid, so he can just do what he wants. Like, I I, I feel like it's a mixture of that, the fact that Vince Vince Sr. wouldn't let uh, Vince Jr. wrestle at all, and just sheer appreciation for the art. (laughs) Yeah, He's, he's absolutely... It started with, I gotta prove to these guys that I'm one of them, and now it's become his staple, right? Like, he just, he's gonna do crazy shit. I just, uh, uh, Cesaro needs a singles push. This needs to turn out in the way of, we lost to the meme team, we we gotta break up. Yeah. No more the the bar wins lol. Please. Just Cesaro wins, lol. <laughs> Please. <laughs> he, he, could, he could easily be a face champion, too. Like, Even though I, I like I, I like seeing the heel stuff where he's like, the reason I'm champion is because I don't eat at disgusting restaurants like KFC, fat Americans. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, like, he caught Shane mid coast to coast and then superman swing for the longest we've ever seen someone it was do like a, superman a minute swing, and a half two minutes which i didn't think about it until now i was talking about all the just wild stuff that shane is willing to do but that was shane's idea 100 percent Mm-hmm. shane's like do it for twice it as was, long as you normally yeah do it. and yeah. and what it ended Cesaro was holding on to Shane's knee as he was on the ground, like, if I, uh, I, I'm going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely still pushing uh, what what he can do at his age. And it's really cool to see. Um, uh, the, the Miz and Shane came out in uh, Miz and Shane O'Mac baseball jerseys. Big thing that's uh, that uh, settles... The Miz as a face, which is weird, um, is him pushing. At first, I thought he was sacrificing himself to the brogue kick. Cesaro had Shane held up for a brogue kick, and Shane was just going to get executed right there in the ring. But 
the Miz jumped up and was able to push Cesaro into the way of the Brogue kick and then do a skull-crushing finale, skull finale. on to Sheamus and McMahon doing a fucking, like, shooting star press 450 like it's nothing off the top turnbuckle onto Cesaro for the pin. Like, he should not be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Just pu- just pushing what he can still do, and you- that you've still got it, Chant. It's never been more apt. Uh, Shane McMahon and The Miz are tag team champions, you know. It- I'm not 100% happy with it, but it's kind of cool right now. It's it, it, the, the it's not on they're not on the bar and it was a satisfying end. Um, it was really weird. It was con- and it continued to be weird, but storytelling wise and just shade and getting to shine in a match was was good. C- Cesaro yeah. caught him mid coast to coast. That is that was nuts. That's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shane McMahon appreciation thread. Let's get it started. Sh- Shane McMahon and Miz appreciation Miz thread. Appreciation thread. And Cesaro appreciation thread. The fourth person here, you can go work out on your YouTube channel. I don't hate you, but you know, I'm 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 very glad to uh to to find out through the Edge and Christian show that Sheamus is a contentious figure for wrestling fans. Yeah. I would say the the three people that I anytime they're doing stuff I just I sleep are probably Big Show, Sheamus, and I want to say to an extent Randy Orton, but I do still think he's kind of cool sometimes. I think people stopped liking Sheamus after the like five second World Heavyweight Championship win at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, that's. That was <laughs> not his. That's fault. very clearly a he. That's a very clearly a. I like my guy, and he's gonna beat the little guy in a dumb story angle. Yeah, at WrestleMania. <laughs> Do you know what time it is, Cameron? What time is it, Jory Cole? It's boss time. Michael Cole just woke up out of a dead sleep. <gasps> Someone's stealing my job, Vince. <laughs> B- big dog, big dog, where are you? And then he, he, he gets a giant mastiff that jumps up on his bed. <laughs> uh, Robin, this championship match: Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks. Um, remember a year ago when Ronda Rousey won the Royal Rumble? Not Oscar, but Ronda Rousey won. Well, oh yeah, I remember that. It's been a year since she won the Royal Rumble, and uh, she's here to face Sasha, and it was a pretty all right match. I think it was a it was a great match. These they're both they're both fine wrestlers. Um, I like Sasha getting tributes to Eddie Guerrero. Um, do you like Ronda mocking them even more? You know. Let's, instead of uh, instead of me being sad, I'm just gonna question entirely how Ronda Rousey is supposed to even be anywhere near a face at this point. <laughs> the booze will prove otherwise. 
Because <laughs> I, I, I don't think just for like marketing reasons they're going to posture her to be a heel. But... <laughs> yeah. Sure, promos definitely don't seem face. Uh, yeah. She's not a face. It's confusing. It's confusing sometimes as to what Sasha's supposed to be, but just make her a heel. Like, do what we said last week. Have a have Bailey be the face and Sasha be the heel, and then we get wacky antics from that. <laughs> Gotta start the women's tag belts off with a bang. But <laughs> and Vince listening is like, oh, they 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 want Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan to have them, don't they? No, no, <laughs> God no! <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, it's uh we we knew this would happen yeah uh, she she got a bank statement in but uh Sa- sasha hasn't getting a women's title in a while she hasn't had that yeah. title since she lost it to alexa bliss when was that no mercy 20 no no mercy 2017 16 yeah 17 Oh, okay. Where where it wasn't boss time anymore. Nope. Vince's watch is broken, and it's like right... And it's, it's never boss time. Yeah, it's never boss time, because he hasn't gotten his watch fixed. Yeah. Well, uh, NXT is always boss time. Thank God. Uh, well, a- after the match, though, was, uh, was, was, was the best thing where they, uh... They were kind of locked, locked in 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 a stare down, and Sasha threw up four fingers for the four horsewomen, which means we'll get this at SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm guessing then. Yeah, because um, they're not gonna have any of the four horsewomen on either side pull double duty WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Eh. SummerSlam, maybe Mania next year. You, yeah. I think it's a good idea to... It depends. You could totally have... You could totally have... Extend Ronda through through the end of the summer. And yeah. then get, the, the only get reason I'm thinking uh, SummerSlam is just because it doesn't seem right to keep Shayna Baszler on NXT for another year. Nah. Like, SummerSlam, I think, might even be pushing it if she doesn't lose the title at fucking Mania Weekend or Money in the Bank Weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. That's the next step, and that might be... The Four Horsewomen thing might be might be the last time we see Ronda Rousey. At least until she's inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Cameron. Yeah? You know what? What? That's not enough. <laughs> it's the second ever women's Royal Rumble match, which I'm glad this is happening, but it's super weird for them to talk about records when there's only been two. Isn't yeah, it? How how long someone has been in it. Yeah, stuff like that. But that's alright. So we we have uh I pulled up a sheet. Cameron, if you'll look in the Discord, I'm sure you already did. I pasted the uh, the entrance 
entrance time that each basically each number people got and the time they came into the rumble and who they mm-hmm. were eliminated by and how many eliminations they got i don't this royal rumble's a mess to talk about it, it is a mess to talk about so i think what we should do is mention who entered talk about any spots in between and then talk about the end all right because there's just there's just way too much jam-packed in here is these are these matches are if you combine the two Royal Rumble matches, it's gonna be longer than this episode of the podcast. So. Yeah. <laughs> is there's no reason to try to to get it all everything in here. So we started the women's Royal Rumble with me marking out. <laughs> because number one, the first entrant in the twenty nineteen women's Royal Rumble is Lacey Evans. Free agent Lacey Evans. Yeah, because they, they have not decided what... I wonder when they're going to be like, all right, these are the brands they're on. Um, me too. It's got to be soon. Especially probably when... Probably waiting for Lars at some point. Especially when the only people who have actually wrestled are Nikki Cross and Heavy Machinery? Yeah. Yep. So, but... And Lacey Evans, the sirens go off, and immediately I'm wondering, um... Why her first? But it's a good way to advertise. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> she got to get a pr- she got to cut a promo about how she's gonna clean up the the trash of WWE because all oh, those women are just a bunch of nasties. <laughs> good, good, good character. I love it so much. It's it, it's easy. Uh, it, it's good easy heel heat, and um, she's like. It's like Triple H was in a laboratory trying to come up with the perfect woman for Vince to push. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then Natalia came out. Yeah. That was a pretty cool uh, first two to start. Um, yeah. All I have to say about Lacey Evans being in the Rumble is she had a couple of hard botches and... Your first debut in WWE being the number one entrant in the Royal Rumble. Not just any Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble at a baseball stadium with 50,000 people watching yeah. you. That's hard. So, listen, whoever makes Botchmania, I I don't know your name. I know you're going to include her. But take it easy on her, okay? <laughs> That's rough shit. So, we got Lacey Evans versus Natalia. Uh, three, two, one, and Mandy. And then we have to deal with, uh, fucking Corey Graves talking about his erection for 30 minutes. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. Um, then Liv Morgan, and then no more Liv Morgan. Instant. Yeah. Eight seconds. I don't even, eight seconds is generous. Yeah. She <laughs> kind of ran in and was instantly thrown out by Natalia. That yeah. was... That was really good. And uh, Ember Moon, which is had the best use of the weird CGI things that they do. That if you're at the stadium, will fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
the the thing with that wrestlers are going to have special entrance from the dugout that just meant we're going to use cgi and that, if i would have known that i wouldn't have gotten excited for yeah quote, special entrances it, it's it, it's much more interesting for them to have like a camera on the titantron and then them flash the graphic than it is for them to do what the fuck they were doing yeah that's and with there being no titantron you get a lot of moments where it's just like yep there's the music that's her and it's like, you know, I cut, most other rumbles, you get a blank Titantron or a Titantron that just says Royal Rumble, and then it shows it, and then you instantly see the iconography of, like, the shimmering Mandy stuff. And it's like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. But with, with this, you only get the music. And that made both of these rumbles kind of lame. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for the people who don't have this, like, striking music. It's not as interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's it was still pretty. Yeah. It was still pretty fine, but like it, it wasn't as cool. Um, Ember Moon's like eclipse, like lunar eclipse. That's the only. That's like one of the few times it's not been like embarrassing and uncomfortable looking when they had the CG stuff. Yeah. The like firestorm for Seth Rollins. When was that? That was at um, SummerSlam. Survivor Series. Okay, so yeah, that was pretty sick. Yeah, I like that. Um, after the moon was Billy Kay, who made her way down the ramp, and then she started screaming that <laughs> she wasn't going to until Peyton got there. <laughs> yeah, which hilarious. Which had a really good payoff because Nikki Cross's music hit, and I get excited, and my mom's like, "She's weird, Jory. Why do you like her so much?" And then Nikki Cross throws Billy Kay into the barricade and runs into the ring. <laughs> I like <laughs> my mom was watching it too and when you get the shot of of Nikki Cross like in a weird stance like <laughs> yeah like panting looking at the ring she's ready to play and Billy Cage is standing there my mom was like be as still as possible she won't <laughs> see you and then she instantly throws her into the barricade that's for, for people who watch Rumble that's a that's a, a that'd be a good image where Billy Kay's labeled me playing video games on a school night and then Nikki Cross being little my mom coming to tell me it's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay because Peyton Royce came down so she has her friend and uh, they they very quickly get thrown into the ring because <laughs> they're not, they're not going to let them uh, sit ringside. Um, Tamina came out at 10 and then commentary tries to trick us and uh, booking tries to trick us into thinking that my aunt, not literally my aunt, but she reminds me of my aunts, is a viable threat on Raw. Tamina? Yeah, Tamina. They just try and yeah, trick she's... us that she's a viable threat on Raw. <laughs> yeah, she's not too scary. Um, she, uh, I don't know. Anyway, okay, next... We have Xia Li yeah. from the Mae Young Classic, signed to NXT currently. Um, yeah, I, that was pretty cool. I forgot about her, so that was a nice surprise. Yeah, who did she face off against when she got in the ring? I think it was... It wasn't Charlotte. It was, I think... She just kind of whooped everyone's ass. I think she yeah. went through Mickey James and Ember Moon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and Sarah Logan came out, and I sleep. Yeah, I sleep. <laughs> And uh, it's it's uh, the cleaner Charlotte Flair comes out to be like, hey, 
you know who I am, so uh, <laughs> yeah. Guess so, what? I'm I'm getting the most eliminations tonight. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You thought you were gonna have fun, but yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm here to steal all your eliminations. Char- Charlotte's like the friend that you play Halo with, where she waits for your you like you're focusing someone, and then their shields are down, and then she she finishes them off <laughs> as soon as their shields go yeah. down. That's Charlotte. <laughs> Um, I, I like Charlotte being in there because, for some reason, her and Lacey Evans just didn't like each other, and it's basically just like it's the Spider-Man picture. They're both pointing at each other. Yeah, it's this what's they're just like like facing off and staring each other down. It's like you're both the same woman. What's going on? Yeah. You're both getting massive yeah. pushes. What? <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh, then uh, it's it's time to it's time to sail. It's, it's Kyrie saying we're off for treasure. And anytime it's an NXT person, I start like vibrating in the on the couch, and my mom and everyone around <laughs> me just looks concerned because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fucking. <laughs> I just turned into a monster. Uh, Kyrie saying is so cool. Yeah, she is. Um, Brian Alvarez, I think, is trying to hit on her on the internet all the time. Gross. Um, <laughs> Stop it, old man. She's got to find treasure. And then, <laughs> and I was like explaining to my mom and stuff that when she was the champion, she she like come down the ring with the treasure chest and open it up to reveal that it's the belt. That's yeah, fucking awesome. I can't wait for her and Eo to do that with the tag belts. Um, oh hell yeah! And Maria Canellis from. 205 Live. I'm glad that's her brand, despite there not being anyone for her to wrestle on 205 Live. <laughs> yeah, she's the only woman on 205 Live. <laughs> just a manager there. Uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> and then Naomi, who, uh. Just she doesn't waste any fucking time. She just immediately goes after Mandy Rose. Yeah, she's yeah. she's not there to win a title opportunity. She's just there to fucking eliminate Mandy Rose. And then she tries to replicate the spot from last year, and then Mandy Rose just pushes her off the steel stairs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She she makes it to the stairs, and everyone's celebrating. And then Mandy Rose comes and tackles her off of the stairs. Yeah. She's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so they fought somewhere else. They got their thing going on still. Yeah. Um, after Naomi was Candice LeRae. Uh, yeah. My, when Can- as soon as Candice came out, I, I was excited because Candice LeRae is great. And I, I was told my mom about her being in the world's cutest tag team. Yeah. Uh, which our friend wrestled against. Our friend Chris. Oh, cool. Yeah, he wrestled uh, with his partner as Beauty and the Beast. They, they wrestled the cute, world's cutest tag team, which intergender re- wrestling is always good, and we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we will. And Ka- my mom was like, at, at, like before Candace even made it to the ring, she's like, she looks like someone I'd really like. So I think with well, my, my mom really liking like Becky and Bailey and stuff like that, she's just like, she thinks back to watching the Attitude Era, and she just can't stomach any sort of, like, sexy lady persona. <laughs> yeah. She just wants them to, like, show off and just be strong women. Yeah, because China was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, China comparison in a little bit. Um, yeah. After Candace was Alicia Fox, and 
I'm so happy that they had Alicia Fox and <laughs> Nikki Cross interact. Me, me too. <laughs> I I love I love the interaction between her and Maria Kanellis. Yeah. Um, the we're we're partners. Okay. See, you're the captain trying to put her hat back on her. Yeah. And then. And then taking the hat off and stepping on it. Yeah. And Delisha Fox throwing a massive fucking tantrum. Yeah. That was a li- She She front flipped into the tantrum. Did you see that? Yeah, that was incredible. That was, that That's a great excellent. way to, to do, use your like wrestling falls. Next was a big surprise. Casey Catanzaro from yeah. NXT. <laughs> I, I, wow, is she athletic. Wow, is she athletic? And wow, is she tiny? <laughs> Yeah, what's her listed height? Do we have that anywhere? 4'11". Oh my god. I looked it up god. earlier. She is 4'11", the smallest woman on the roster. That's insane. 4'11", and it shows. <laughs> and Did she face off with Charlotte or anything? Legit 5'10", maybe 6'0", Charlotte Flair? I, I can't remember. I, I, was, I mostly was hoping for her to stand next to Nia Jax. Oh my god. I mean, all, all of her That's matches were, six were uh, Dave, David... David and Goliath, so Yeah. Um, at twenty was the best entrance that we got. Yep. Zelina the Vega. Best entrance for the whole rumble. Yep. Zelina Vega with Vega's mask and claw from Street Fighter. You know, like her last name. And Vega. I was like, that's a cool coincidence that she does that. I'm like, oh I'm fucking stupid. She's a wrestler. She chose that because she likes Street Fighter, because she's a massive nerd. Yep. Like the the picture that she posted of her and Almas um, in uh, Team Rocket cosplay. Yep. <laughs> Almas probably has no clue what's going on, but he's just going to do it. <laughs> Almas doesn't know what a Pokemon is. Or yeah. her in uh, Billy Kay as Jaden uh, Katana from Mortal Kombat. Yep. That's so Was good. it Melina and Katana? <laughs> it was Jade. It doesn't matter. It was Jade. It doesn't matter. Because Jade's uh, it was fucking the brown cool. one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she she came out and and we we need to we need to take this to talk about uh, Zelina Vega's presence in the Rumble. So, <laughs> I think very early on, Zelina Vega realized, shit, I can't do anything against these women. <laughs> I'm gonna so, do what I did at Evolution, hide. Yeah. So, she went underneath the ring apron and throughout the Rumble. While people were doing stuff outside of her part of the ring that she was underneath, she would peek out and giggle into the camera. <laughs> yeah. And everyone would be like, what the- God damn it. All the announcers were like, she's still down there. How cowardly. And, you know, <laughs> Beth Phoenix would be like, no, that might be a good strategy. I don't know. I should have tried that maybe. And then the last time she peeked out, someone peeked out with her. And it was fucking Hornswoggle. <laughs> It's, it was unbelievable he, that he, it was Hornswoggle. It's it's really <laughs> funny because he was on the the episode that was on the Monday before's Edge and Christian show in a Game of Thrones parody sketch where he oh was, no he was who you think oh, he was a parody no. of who you think it was oh my but God. it's it's funny that they timed that up it's like put him on the network so people remember him that's yeah that's really funny. <laughs> But yeah, Hornswoggle popped out, and for most people, they're like, ha ha, 
funny funny little leprechaun man thinks the 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 lady is pretty and wants to kiss her and stuff but us galaxy brain people know he was definitely playing his switch under there and it ran out of battery and he knows like kurt angle knows that (laughs) she has a charger back there and he's gonna chase her all the way back there. He's gonna make sure she gets eliminated so he can go back there and get her charger so he can keep playing Smash online. He's he needs to raise his GSP. Jokes on Hornswoggle, Zelina Vega only has a Vita. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> After Zelina Vega was Ruby Riot, as you know, that's to be expected. Mm-hmm. Um all three members of the Riot Squad have been in the match now. Uh, then, then Dana Brooke. And as you know, we here appreciate Dana Brooke, so it's always nice to see her. Uh, then then, uh, then back-to-back big boys come to play. Fucking Io Shirai comes out, and then I have to explain how she's like Asuka and, and uh, Rey Mysterio combined. <laughs> yeah. And every... And, in the rumble, she just showcases how everything she does seems effortless. Like, yep. like she, like it's instinct. She's just going with what is natural. It is incredible how well she is able to move in the ring. I back to back just cannot believe how good Yoshirai is in the ring. It's unbelievable. Still, she did a uh, she did a moonsault. Uh... Off the top turnbuckle, didn't yeah. she? Like, instantly. Yeah, like, right away. Like, it was nothing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and she's still just a living Tekken character. Like, the, the mask thing is very good. <laughs> yeah. Boy. And and then Rhea Ripley, who... My favorite entrant in the Rumble. Who, uh, is going to kick my teeth out someday it's gonna be at a show and i'm just gonna get fucking smacked in the face i'm not gonna have any teeth and i'm gonna look over at her and then she's gonna throw me to the ground and stomp on me and when she she's and she's like i i didn't even think of this person but like as soon as she was at the top of the ramp or whatever my mom's like she's a lot like china i was like yeah (laughs) both jack incredibly athletic like yeah That was my favorite entrant. She got cool uh, eliminations on Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega was uh, uh, running away. She eliminated Casey Cotonzaro as she tried to... She had her own uh, athletic recovering. Yeah. But then instantly was thrown out by by Rhea. And she also eliminated Dana Brooke, too. So she had... She was tied for the second most eliminations. Yeah. And with the... Like, with this... It was proof that uh, there wasn't any legends. We're going to spoil that for you right now before we talk about the last five, pe- five, six people. Wasn't any and there's legends really. Really, only one legend in the other one. Yeah, and what the fuck was happening? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, was a, it was a really good showcase of the current talent and and upcoming talent that they have. Um, yeah, uh, Sonia Deville comes out for us to uh, have a seizure, um, but she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't actually do the strobe light thing, and it's like, well, oh, thank God, Sonia. And then uh, the biggest pop of the night. Uh, oh goodness, Alexa Always. Bliss is back. Always the biggest pop. 
Yeah. Um, and then after after Alexa Bliss, we get Bailey. Yeah, and, and then, and then my, my sister hears Bailey's theme from downstairs and runs up screaming Bailey. Hell she yeah. She runs up screaming, Bailey, 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 I love Bailey, I love Bailey. And, Hell yeah. And when I was watching Takeover, she, because I had my dog and she loves my dog, she wanted to sit next to me and, like, I told her to go upstairs and she's like, but I want to watch wrestling with you. Like, you're too you young did to it. appreciate NXT, but whatever, I'll let you pretend you like wrestling <laughs> wrestling and then dur- oh, yeah, during during raw uh she's like i she she wanted to go to wrestling so she could see bailey even though she never actually sits and watches it or anything she's just excited that bailey exists <laughs> yeah <laughs> she likes bailey and sasha because sasha has pink hair and my sister loves and pink. also it's boss time <laughs> sorry i had to try it myself <laughs> yeah ba- bailey at 27 at 28 lana comes out and we're all we're all upset and she like she's doing her weird like lana thing where she has that big smile but she's like limping at like hardcore limping negative two miles an hour and like just has a (laughs) smile on her face as she's doing it like i'm gonna get i'm gonna make it i'm gonna win a title opportunity and and get shoot killed in the ring by ronda rousey at wrestlemania (laughs) oh god (laughs) And as it's not until all thirty are in that Becky came out, right? Um, yeah, because as Lana was making her way to the ring, um, Nia Jax came and stomped her, and then everyone came to help her, and then Carmella just walked by her. Obviously, Carmella's thirty because her and our truth won the mixed match challenge. And, um, after everyone helping her for, like, five minutes, Becky just came out and talked to whatever official was there and was like, I'm gonna take her spot. And he took a second and he was just like, whatever, go ahead, go. And then it's just kind of down to, like, and it's clean Alexa up time. Bliss, Bailey, <laughs> Becky, Nia Jax, Carmella, and Charlotte. Yeah. There's one other person. Yep. Natalia and Ember Moon. It's all the like it's all your biggest stars are yeah. left in the ring. Um and it's we we you you know what the final two are gonna be. You know it's going to be uh Charlotte and and Becky. I liked I liked the spot where Nia Jax was doing her hashtag facebreaker thing. Or she's looking at Becky with her fist out, like, "Oh, d- if punching her in the face won't do anything." Uh, d- oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna punch her. Oh yeah, real quick because I just reminded myself of that. We have to talk about when Natalia got uh, the double sharpshooter on Lacey Evans and Mandy Rhodes, and everyone's like, uh, "You you can't." You, you can't win by submission in Royal Rumble. <laughs> like when certain people would do their their like special moves and stuff that were like a submission or lead into a pin. It's like you can't win that way. What are you doing? This is over the top only. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and Nia tried to do her hashtag facebreaker thing, but got eliminated. Um, hashtag put the hashtag facebreaker. Thank you, Michael Cole. And uh. Nia, Nia Jax isn't too happy about being eliminated, so uh, 
Becky rolled under the rope and is about to get back in the ring through the stairs. And Nia pushes her off the stairs and Becky tweaks her leg, similar to the person she replaced. Is the number 28 spot cursed this year? Could be. Um, and she takes takes a while. It takes a stressful amount of time. Because sure, we're calling Becky to win. But it's Charlotte. Charlotte wasn't in the Rumble last year. And she has multiple times on the record said that she was super sad that she just had to sit ringside and watch the entire time. Yeah. And I'm stressed out. And because it's Nia, which... They're using the, the like, Nia's history of accidentally injuring people to good use here to where you don't know if it's a work or not. I don't know if they were doing that on purpose, but I'm going to, for once, I'm going to give them that credit that they were, they, they, they did that because you don't know for sure with Nia if she actually hurt Becky. She's done it before. She might actually have hurt Becky again and ruined WrestleMania just like she ruined Survivor Series and should be fired. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> and Becky like gets up and is limping and she she limps her way into the ring it's like I can do it she 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 can she can keep going and uh Charlotte just immediately is going for the legs uh she's not she knows what she has to do to get get Becky um but uh <laughs> Wasn't it? Wasn't it such a grand ending? Wasn't it so exciting? <laughs> how she just... Uh, I'm going to give a lot of the credit to how good that ending was to Charlotte. <laughs> with how she just sort of rolled out real slowly. <laughs> and her feet hit the ground first. That was... <laughs> it's like watching golf and wanting the ball to just kind of... Come on, come on. Yeah. You know, go in. It was good. Um... Not an unexpected ending. I think both of us kind of called a double ending, which having her in a triple threat match at WrestleMania, you know, that's still possible. We're only in yeah. January, February, still here. But um, I think just having Becky win, that's the that's the best call. It, it, it really is. And the pop for it, where... As soon as it happened, I jumped up screaming and was stomping my feet around, and my mom was excited as well. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was an ex. That was the. That should have been the end of the pay per view. It right really there. should have, and we should it should have gotten uh, Becky pointing at the WrestleMania sign as the copyright logo goes down. Um, but it's but, not, and then we got to sit yeah. through two world title matches that. Uh, Well, uh, I hope we're done with AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for yeah. forever, because it it was a fine match. Um, I feel its ending was weird. I feel but the match I feel bad weird. skipping, wanting to skip over it because they're both phenomenal wrestlers. Yeah, and I would like to see them face each other again down the road. Not not in this current situation. Um, is there anything you want to talk about before we talk about the end? Uh, no. Oh, no. Th really, the only, the only thing worth mentioning before the end is that uh, Daniel Bryan was working the arms real bad. Because 
AJ won't be able to do a phenomenal forearm effectively if his arms hurt. Which that's smart thinking it. Smart thinking, Daniel. Yeah, very, very good. Um, yeah, I would like to see these two um, wrestle again down the road, just as like face versus face. But who knows how much time we have left in WWE with AJ Styles? I think he's getting ready to just be done with professional wrestling in general. Yeah. Um, uh, with the so, there's a spot where both of them are down on the ground, dead. And then Eric Rowan uh, walked from his home to the arena in Phoenix and walked into the ring and uh, beat up AJ Styles and uh, then pinned him. And then Daniel Bryan and him celebrated. And I'm confused. At first, I'm like, ooh, Wyatt family thing. Daniel Bryan was part of the Wyatt family for two seconds. And because it was like, I think it was like a month long thing. Like, that's all. Um, <laughs> and, and I was like, okay. And then, uh, yeah, they celebrate together and they walk out together, which is it was really weird. Yeah, he just sort of came out of nowhere. But uh, I think it's good to give Rowan something to do, especially if the Bludgeon Brothers are done, which I think is the right call because the Bludgeon Brothers were built booked in a really strange way where they were unbeatable and then when they were beat it was it was a good moment for the new day but it was kind of anticlimactic considering they had just been so undefeated yeah. uh, um, and i think it's good for eric rowan to be able to play a different kind of big man um the different from what i understand the difference between the bludgeon brothers and the wyatt family is mostly just they look scarier and they don't have bray wyatt telling them what to do <laughs> yeah for the most they're part they're just kind of making the decisions on their own yeah so uh on Smackdown it was interesting with them um uh Suplex City Finn Balor the Manlet versus Brock Lesnar yeah, the graphics. Alpha Chad Beast that fucking like uh UFC MMA graphic of their fucking build where they put they used like visual trickery to make Finn Balor look tiny to Brock Lesnar. He does not look that small next to Brock like he did in yeah. the graphic. Yeah. Finn Balor, the 5'11 manlet versus Brock Lesnar, the like 5'2 Chad? The 6'2 Chad? Yeah, he's not that much smaller. Mass-wise, he's not as wide as Brock is, but I don't know. Finn Balor's probably 5'10, Brock Lesnar's probably at most 6'3. Yeah, he's 6'3. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's um, not too big of a deal, but they really wanted to make it that. Obviously, for, for pretty Vince McMahon reasons, you know. The guy yeah. is small. Gotta let everyone know the guy is small. He's small. Hey, do you know he's small? Te did, um, did you did you see the uh, uh, Finn Balor had, like, an interview where he talked about what his relationship is with uh, Vince McMahon? No, I did not see that. Uh, was that. How do you think their relationship is? Hey, you're small. I'm not gonna book you well. Pretty much. Fuck you. It's he says they don't they don't talk and and like when when they do it's very cold, which is is not yeah. surprising. Um, so also also because he didn't go through his system. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't brought up through uh, FCW. He went through NXT, but that was after he made a big fat name for himself as Prince Devitt in New Japan. So yeah. <laughs> so. It's Suplex City. Uh, 
did did you catch on as soon as I sent you a number of what I was doing? Yep. <laughs> yep. And this match makes me upset because for a moment I believed. That's that's the problem. It's gonna pay off with Brock's booking, but that doesn't mean it was the means justified the ends. This um, it was it was interesting because almost the entire match, Finn Balor had Brock reeling. Like Brock couldn't do anything. He got he got two suplexes in before the match was over. He he didn't get an F five when the match was over. Finn Balor ro- like swooped out of the F5 into a DDT. He he did like four straight suicide dives on the Brock and each time I was like Brock is going to catch him and suplex him into the announce table. He didn't at all. He got a coup de gras on Lesnar. Uh but then uh Brock Lesnar uh put him in a submission and looked like he's about to shit himself. Yeah, that's the face from the funny meme. <laughs> He had someone else, and I think it was maybe the Undertaker. Mm. When he beat him, he did that face as well. So, and uh, Finn Balor had to tap, and then Brock Lesnar was like, "Wait a minute! I didn't get to squash the tiny baby man." And then suplexed him four times and did like three F fives. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I, I can imagine that relationship isn't good, and, you know, that's... Why can't... The winner of the Rumble will be talking about, um, obviously, in a couple seconds, but <laughs> that's obviously someone Vince would be okay beating Brock. Yeah. Finn Balor, I don't know why it couldn't have been him. I know why, but... I, I feel just, like that's both I, a Brock and a Vince decision there. I doubt Brock gives a shit, really. Like, I just... He probably just doesn't care. As long as he's getting paid, he'll probably do any... He'll probably wrestle anyone and win or lose to them. So, after that was our main event. Uh, the Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, With a bizarre opening. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, it started out making sense. It's like, Elias was in the ring, and I was like, I'm sorry, Mom, but... Hey, they're letting him do his thing at a pay-per-view, and he'll probably last quite a while. And yeah. he starts to... He gets ready to do his song, and then... See, we hear weird music, and then it says Jeff Jarrett. And Jeff Jarrett, the 60-year-old man, comes out in his, in his old attire, which is really funny. Yep. With a microphone. Yeah. He's like, it's me, J-E-double-F. J A double R E double T double T the double J Jeff Jarrett here. Uh, it's the it's the impact invasion. <laughs> Full force. Hey Elias, you want to do a duet? And Elias is like, you know what? I'm musical. You you're musical. Yeah, let's do a duet, man. <laughs> and then Jeff and then... Jarrett happily wanders down, and uh, Elias smashes the guitar over his back. Throws him over the top rope like I've been compared to you my entire career, which is funny <laughs> because that's true. Yeah. And <laughs> and then it, then the rumble actually starts when Shinsuke comes out. Yeah, so it's Elias and Shinsuke, um, kind of working on each other. Not too long after that, we get number four uh, is Kurt Angle. Yeah. 
That's pretty crazy. He's on the raw brand. You it's suck. not really super surprising, but you suck. And then we then we get Biggie, and I immediately think Biggie versus Kurt Angle would be an incredible match. And hey, they did face off for a little yeah. bit. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure he Kurt Angle got his Angle uh, his, his his Germans on Biggie. Yeah. Okay. He Angle slammed um Ginger, I think. No, Ginger died right away. Uh, I can't. He angle slammed uh, someone else, though. I don't want to say it was Samoa Joe. <laughs> I don't think he. <laughs> I don't think he could angle Kurt Angle slam knows Samoa Joe in twenty nineteen. He can't beat me. But yeah, Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was Jinder. Uh, I I hope uh, at the Rumble next year can can we get a uh, Samoa Joe Kurt Angle and um, Scott Steiner as one two and three in the Rumble. That'd be good. And then four is AJ Styles. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. The evasion. Um after 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 Big E, uh, I start crying and this is like I, I can't I, I can't talk because Johnny Gargano comes out. It's like I'm expecting it, but I still I'm just like at a loss for words. And Rebel Heart's good. It's a good theme. And when I'm talking about it, my mom my mom's like, Is that the guy you're talking about? And it's like, Well, no. Um that's Ricochet, but this guy's just as good, and he beat him last night. And then Johnny Gargano doesn't disappoint, because as soon as he gets in, he jumps up and fucking, like, slingshot through the ropes DDTs. It was either Shinsuke or Elias, as soon as he got in there. Yeah. And and then Jinder comes out to in blue gear to represent Sonic, his favorite video game character. Uh, and then Johnny immediately eliminates him, which is good. <laughs> hilarious uh, and uh and then it's uh Samoa Joe who's there to uh clean house um uh then then Kurt Hawkins which is very early and very weird uh instead of um even trying he just goes to Zelina Vega route and hides under the ring <laughs> <laughs> and uh he came out after everyone was eliminated except for Seth Rollins and threw Seth Rollins out of the ring. And we'll talk about Kurt Hawkins versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania later. Um, <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins came out. Uh, of course he did. He's here to slay. A 10. Yeah. Rip uh, Ty Dillinger. <laughs> yeah. He should be 10 at every Rumble. What the hell? <laughs> Even the women's Rumble. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we've made this joke before. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have. Um, who was 11? Oh, yes. It was Titus O'Neil. Titus World Slide came out and instantly, less than five seconds, eliminated by Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, because he, he saw Kurt Hawkins under there and he like went under there and got him out and yeah. put him in. And similar yeah. to uh, Seamus thinking it's funny to beat up uh, Kurt Hawkins last year and then put him throw him back in and then get eliminated by Kurt Hawkins. Um, I mean, uh, not Kurt Hawkins. Um, I can't, I can't think. Heath Slater. Yeah. Gets eliminated with Heath Slater last year. Ty yes. O'Neill gets yeah. eliminated by Kurt, yes. Kurt Hawkins. Um, and then, uh, Kurt Hawkins immediately gets knocked out by Samoa Joe. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kofi, of course. Kofi's gonna do his thing. Yeah, Kofi's gonna do his thing. And Mustafa Ali, um, 
then Dean Ambrose, then No Way Jose with uh, oh, I have I have a better joke instead, uh, so we won't do do your joke. Um, <laughs> well, we can do we can do both. Here's that, guys. No Way Jose with a uh, Kenny Omega in the Congo line. <laughs> <laughs> That would have like someone takes their hood off in the conga line and starts playing one winged angel like as as, as the camera <laughs> zooms in on his face. <coughs> that would be a good misdirect for them to actually introduce someone into the rumble. It's like no way Jose that, comes out and he's dancing and then it switches to another music and someone takes off all the all the stuff and runs into the ring. Uh, yeah, but he, that's a very good idea for a future rumble. He immediately got eliminated by Samoa Joe. Uh, Drew McIntyre, of course, is in the rumble. Um, Xavier Woods, of course, is in the Rumble, and then he gets eliminated, and then he he helps Kofi uh, make it because back Kofi in. already had a spot at one point where he only one foot hit the ground, and then yeah. he like rolled to the to the to the steel stairs, and then after Xavier was eliminated, maybe it was before Xavier even came in, Kofi was thrown over mm. but landed on top of Xavier Woods, and they like. Yeah. Did some weird, like, shimmy carry thing to get him back to the ring. Yeah. And then they were both eliminated at the same time, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just disappointing. We didn't get a whole lot of the New Day. Biggie just kind of got eliminated by Samoa Joe pretty quick, which was disappointing. But that's okay. They're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no one's going to stop the New Day. Yeah. It's the power of positivity, baby. New day rocks. New day fucks. New, New day fucks. fucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and after Woods is uh more more marking out for me. Me marking out. Yeah. Pete Dunn comes out and immediately I'm like, how is Pete Dunn gonna send anyone over the top rope by bending their fingers? <laughs> and hey, that's pretty much all he did was yeah. just he, breaking people's fingers. He just showed off the finger manipulation. But it is it is really funny and like a conundrum you kind of have when you set up people like Pete Dunne, who their thing is like technical wrestling and like submissions and his like finger manipulation thing is like how I, I want th- to see them to see Pete Dunne do the like uh, finger pop and then um, have someone like reel back from it and then they as they're like reeling in pain they just fall backwards over the rope screaming like yeah. a, like a bad like a henchman in an 80s action movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, af- after Pete Dunne the bruiserweight is Andrade not Andrade seeing Almas they're two completely different just, people yeah just Andrade um then we had Apollo Crews come in after um, Andrade. Who did Andrade? Oh, never mind. We'll get to that later. Um, after Apollo Crews was Aleister Black, there was a spot between Pete Dunn and Aleister Black, I believe it was, with finger manipulation where Aleister Black sold it and his his finger like looked bent and then he bent it back into place. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, Aleister Black was also great because he just came in. Got a black mass onto uh, Dean Ambrose, and it caused Dean to just like fucking backflip over and be eliminated. <laughs> he sold it well, and it made Alistair Black look cool. And yeah, my mom likes Alistair good. Black, so that's good. Oh, everyone's gonna love Alistair Black. My, my mom likes tattoos, so <laughs> that's that's why I said everyone's gonna love Alistair Black. Yeah. The back piece, man, you can't not appreciate that. <laughs> Then after Alistair Black, um, Shelton Benjamin came out, and 
Have you seen this man? Oh yes, he's here at the Rumble, I guess. Y- y- you know, you know that y- you know how the joke is with these people. It's like I forgot. Like I, I, I legitimately forgot about Shelton Benjamin. I like Shelton Benjamin a lot, um, but yeah, I was not expecting this at all. That's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting maybe a different NXT person, Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Um, Ricochet maybe, but Velveteen no, Shelton Benjamin or Ricochet would be great. <laughs> yeah, Shelton Benjamin's cool. Maybe yeah. they'll do something with him. Put him in the United States title uh, picture or something. You know? Yeah, do something with him. New new faces, new matchups. Shelton yeah. Benjamin's not a bad wrestler. It's far from it. Yeah, <laughs> Team Angle. After Benjamin was. Yeah, please, please. What's the... Do do new Team Angle with him, and well, they've already done a stupid thing. Between him and Chad Gable, but do Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable, and Kurt Angle like that would be awesome. Have Jason Jordan be their manager or something, even if it's just for a little bit. <laughs> I'd be down with that. After Shelton Benjamin was Baron Corbin, he got off his shift at the at the um, TGI Fridays. The, the TGI Fridays quickly enough <laughs> to, uh, to, to come down to the, the Rumble. He's like, I got a wrestling match to do. Yeah, and then he, just enough time to come and eliminate Apollo Cruz and Aleister Black. Yeah, and Baron Corbin is confusing me because I think it's he's big, so Vince doesn't want to uh, have him be completely buried, but also he needs someone to take the heat for Raw. <laughs> Which I was listening to Giant Bombcast, and Mr. Gertzman said it best. Baron Corbin is the one person who's a, who's like impervious to internet wrestling community, like oversight you know that type of stuff that Cornette has complained about where people know too much about the working of the business that's probably kind of true because there's a ton of people where they're supposed to be bad guys you still kind of like Dean Ambrose a little bit his whole thing's kind of cool you don't just yeah. boo him you're kind of like that's cool there's nobody out there really who likes Baron Corbin you know like I I get it and I think he's a good heel but I don't like Baron I'm never like rooting for Baron Corbin and I don't think many people are so no I think that's what's cool about Baron Corbin is that which is now rolls back everything i just said that's a good thing about him is he's not a likable See, character in any way it, it if they were still doing the lone wolf kind of thing it would pay off and i think if they booked the lone wolf kind of thing better i would be more interested but they did the like kevin owens basically the dumb heel thing where he's a whiny baby who thinks he deserves what he doesn't actually deserve yeah and but on a base level of like, you just don't like this guy. You're not going to, even if he was winning, losing, whatever. Yeah, he, he's it's still pretty good that he's just bad. Yeah. Um. And it's still weird to me that they blamed him for the show being bad, but gotta do something. <laughs> it's I guess it is. It is funny to me what I think back to that moment where he comes out and he's trying to give his case, but everyone's booing. And he's also like, I think I was doing a pretty good job. This <laughs> <laughs> is like the sit- the situation of him, like trying to defend his bullshit is, is a, it worked well for his character and it was fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that's why it's 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 good. It's good to have a, a a dumb heel that you just hate. There's probably someone that I can't think of from when we were kids. <laughs> Carlito was probably that, but I was just too too much of a fucking worked up eleven year old to get it at the time. <laughs> um, 
after Corbin was Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Uh, I don't really remember anything. I really don't remember a whole lot of the next, like, three entrants doing stuff until the very end. Maybe I went to the bathroom or something. Probably also blacked out uh, after... Uh... So, after Jeff Hardy is Rey Mysterio. Of that was cool. Of course, he's going to be there. And after Rey Mysterio is Bobby Lashley. Ha-ha! Through Lashley, Seth Lashley, through Lashley, a table. Lashley. Lashley. Looks like money. Smells like money. Sometimes when he's done taking a poop in the hotel bathroom, he doesn't flush. I go in there. It's money. Crazy, right? <laughs> Why do you think I follow this guy around? Gets eliminated. He's literally money. Like money? Gets, <laughs> gets eliminated in 13 seconds by Seth Rollins like money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was... Uh... I mean, he has the Intercontinental title. He doesn't need to be there, and it's funny. And it, it set up uh, very uh, transparently Seth Rollins being out for a while. He gets pissed and puts him through a table. Um, and then uh, Cameron goes to sleep because Braun starts screaming. And yep. um, Braun comes down to the ring and just kind of clears house a little bit. He's like, all right, yep. you get out of here. You get out of here. All right, get the fuck out of fuck here. Fuck you, fuck this. Go away. <laughs> Um, and Dolph Ziggler somehow surprisingly. Yeah, pretty surprisingly. Yeah, not as surprising um, my, as last my year. My heart rate is like one twenty BPM <laughs> from like Strowman to yeah twenty eight to tw- in twenty nine. My heart rate is like one twenty <laughs> BPM because I'm just expecting. <laughs> Like just I, just I'm like oh god it's gonna happen I'm like my 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 head's between my legs yeah, my mom like, my mom's like what's wrong and I'm like nothing nothing I, just leave me alone I, I explained to my mom beforehand to be like hey the biggest free agent in the world is a free agent right biggest, now so the biggest free agent if of I all scream time. and rip off the TV this is why and then <laughs> after Dolph Ziggler there's two more left our truth haha at thirty. Three, two, one, and, and then I black I out. They talk to me. And I just I fall asleep, and people in the crowd who love the meme cheer for That's, him. I can't. I can't think of a more deflating thing waiting for Kenny Omega. <laughs> the worst thing, worse, worse than that would have been, whoa. Like, that would have been, like. That would have been. You would have, no, you would have unsubscribed. Yeah, yeah. This would become would've. an Impact podcast. Oh, Jesus. It's almost becoming an Impact podcast every day of my life. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, that's the only thing that could have been worse is Big Show, really, or Seamus. What if it was Carlito? That would have been kind of cool. Like I would have kind of been like, okay, yeah, Carlito's a little cool. Carlito Um, was recently asked, like, how come he wasn't in the Rumble? And on Twitter, he was like, Doug, I'm not even in their alumni section on the fucking website. How the fuck do you think I'm going to be in the fucking Rumble? He was on on the Edgy Christian show recently, so... I mean, maybe he's getting closer to... Maybe they're getting closer to being like, yeah, the, the, can... the thing with the Edge of Christian show is that they have a lot of uh, just, like, legends and old people because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then 30. So, so 30, it goes, eh, and I'm... Ex- I, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, it, what's up starts happening. It's like, burn, burn, He's like, people over there, what's up? 
boo, what's up? Kenny Omega backstage, what's up, what's up? Now, he just starts doing <laughs> his thing, and in what's almost a bigger surprise, <laughs> someone's going to, like, execute me for saying that, Nia no, Jax, that's a pretty big surprise. Nia Jax comes out, like, throws him into, into the barricade and, like, starts beating him up, and then starts storming her way into the ring? Yeah. And, and then, uh, she, she actually gets an elimination by eliminating Mustafa Ali? And Which is so disappointing, but still, like, what the hell? She's in the rumble, and then she she just starts beating everyone up, and it takes a super kick from Dolph Ziggler, an RKO from Randy Orton, and a six one nine from Rey Mysterio to get her eliminated. That's there's there's all sorts of weird ways to, that this could be handled, but. On Monday Night Raw, they amazingly handled it properly. They didn't do anything funny about her getting beat up by three dudes. They didn't say it was funny for her to eliminate Mustafa Ali. Samoa Joe made a joke on SmackDown, but he's a heel and that's his thing. He said a shittier yeah. thing to uh, Jeff Hardy. Oh, hell so yeah, they, he did. They used this to make Nia Jax look strong, and her putting herself in the Rumble is the best thing they've done for her character since she lost her title. Yep. Right. And, uh... And they're using it to sell her strong, and they're adding legitimacy to it. It took three, uh, tenured wrestlers, Randy Orton, the RKO's, the three deadliest letters in sports entertainment, to take her out. The three deadliest letters and the three deadliest numbers. Next to 420 when Matt Riddle comes out. (laughs) (laughs) For them to for them to take out Nia Jax, which is huge. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, and it's good for intergender wrestling. Yeah. Intergender wrestling. It sucks that WWE doesn't really have it. I get why they don't. I think it's because of the toy deal with Mattel. It's the, I think it's um, partially because of the toy deal. And then when you go on Twitter, uh, they. You, you, I mean, partially for booking intergender wrestling, you do have to book it in a certain way. Because someone, because someone was like, if if Drew McIntyre came out and and claymored Carmella and then put himself in the women's rumble, people would be pissed. Yeah, for multiple reasons. Um, like you, you you can't set up that kind of match really without it looking bad. Even on like a fighting standpoint, like it already looks bad enough when you have like Braun Strowman and Rey Mysterio face off, like. That already looks kind of bad. So if you have yeah. like, if you had like Casey Catanzaro versus Brock Lesnar, that's not gonna look good. It's 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 a visual and it's like a booking thing where you have to kind of match it up with something where it seems viable, even within kayfabe. Like even w- within kayfabe, we know Nia Jax is strong. She could even before she entered this, we could understand if you put Charlotte in a match with most of these men within kayfabe, I would be. Built- I would believe that. I, in real life, I'd believe that, too. Same with Becky, same with Asuka, a lot of them. A lot of the, like, jokey heel women or, like, jokier women that they have booked, like Carmelo or the Iconics or something, you wouldn't believe it within kayfabe, so it comes across bad. Remember when uh, 
there's one segment where like it was Enzo was doing something, and then Braun came out and Braun just squashed him because Enzo's the cruiserweight. Like that's kind of the thing you'd get, but you'd also get the added on societal thing of them crushing a, a tiny lady. Yeah. It's, you're right. It just has to be the right situation. You have to Jordan book it Grace right. At the you have to Royale do that with regular in, wrestling too. In, like in the Rumble or not the at all in. Yeah. Um, Ty taking the power bomb from Killer Cross at Homecoming. Yeah. It has to be the right thing. Yeah. It and it's not like a slight to women or men. It's it's like psych psychology with the audience because there's also like there's the people who are like if if Drew McIntyre or Braun couldn't do that. In the women's rumble, but there's also the people who are like, because I uh, on I was tweeting from the CWFP Twitter and follows the hurricane, and he was just live tweeting because he's a producer now. He was talking about the yeah. rumble, and he was mentioning, uh, like he's people were telling him, like he was talking about how it was one of the best spots of the night, and people were like, "That's ridiculous." And one of the people saying that was like, "We don't need to see men beating up women on TV. That sends the wrong message." And he's like. That's not really what it's showing. Um, I think that's probably going to be the harder thing to work o- to look over because people being like, you can't do it the other way around with Nia Jax. Those people, uh, you should never listen to them, and they're fucking stupid. And they only do that when they want to look like uh, being a man is hard. Uh, but with it's going to be <laughs> it's it's going to be a, it's a, I imagine it's a pretty hard thing for them to overcome the uh, like people who are just uncomfortable with men and women in it. And the problem with that really is, it's wrestling's fucking fake. It's acting. You don't, you wouldn't get yeah. mad. You don't get mad at like uh, a man fighting a woman in Game of Thrones, do you? Does that happen in Game of Thrones? I don't watch Game of Thrones. Does like, does Amelia Clark ever sword fight someone? There's a there's a man and a woman that fight. Okay, so like when people watch that, just, and that's a perfect example because it's Brienne of Tarth and the Hound, and Brienne of Tarth is like a six foot five, two hundred and fifty pound woman. <laughs> So she's comparable in size to the Hound, who's like a six foot five, yeah. two hundred and thirty pound man. Yeah. So. Like Game Game of Thrones is usually my go to thing with wrestling because it's the biggest show everyone watches. So it's like wrestling's fake. Game of Thrones is fake, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what to tell you. Entertainment is entertainment. It's okay to be entertained. By yeah. It. So that that's like in like a fantasy setting or like sword fights or you always cheer on the like the tomboy woman who hides as a soldier like Mulan or something like that you're not gonna you can't just be or Arya Stark yeah. tomboy woman who hides as a yeah stuff like as that a boy among boy soldiers yeah like you can't it's that's 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 what makes it it's good it's entertainment it's not real so it's not like uh, Brock Lesnar's gonna go into UFC mode and Brock Lesnar's never gonna be in an intergender match for one um, two uh, it's not like they're gonna have someone like that just shoot fight like uh Sasha Banks in the ring. Yeah. Like we've talked about we want Charlotte Absolutely. versus Roman. <laughs> yeah. I would be cool with that. Yeah. So um well uh a- after Nia Jax got eliminated, uh it's kind of when I start to sleep um because uh, it's it's more of Braun Strowman being Braun Strowman and eliminating people. It's really just Braun Strowman cleaning house until it's just Braun. Uh, it was a Braun Drew and Seth. I want to say Braun Drew, Seth, Seth and Dolph, which we called three out of four of that. Um, then Dolph actually got revenge on Drew yeah. and eliminated him, which was I I was surprised at that. And then Dolph gets eliminated by him. 
And then uh, it's I sleep versus, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Who's going to come on top? And hey, with Seth Rollins. Yeah. And that's good. Uh, I think Finn Balor is a better WrestleMania opponent for Brock. I think Finn Balor could have won that night, Sunday night, and it would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But Seth Rollins deserves this. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Mm -hmm. He's probably their guy right now, um, besides Ronda Mm -hmm. and Becky. So, 100% good choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a good reason why Drew didn't win, and I can't remember... Uh, exactly what it was. Was it like a backstage thing? No, no, no. It was just someone had a good point as to like, this guy did this, why do you think he would win? Mm. Um, yeah. But. In the, the night, and it wasn't that really exciting. It was just like, thank God Braun didn't win. Because y- yeah. on the pre-show when they said Braun was placing John Cena, I was, do you think that's why Nia Jax was in? Do you think Braun was originally going to like throw our truth and put himself in? Yeah, probably. Okay. So <laughs> that sounds that sounds good, yeah. Um yeah, so the Rumble uh takeover pretty good. Not as good as last year, not as good of a weekend as last year I'd say. But yeah. still pretty great. Royal Rumble's still the most exciting pay per view they'd put on. Jory, if people like you on the internet, where can they get more Jory? Uh on twitter.com at, at no I'm Jory. Uh, my other podcast, uh, we are watching One Piece. Where watch One Piece, talk about it with a friend. Um, it's uh, it's recorded a new episode recently. Things are cool. We talked for like almost three hours about like four episodes. So there's that. Um, we talk. I talk a lot. I can just talk about stuff for forever. And I mean, me and Cameron are probably going to talk about wrestling more later. Not not on the podcast because that's what happens. So we, yep. We are watching One Piece on basically every podcast platform except Spotify. Same with uh, this one's on everything but Spotify. Um, they're also both not on SoundCloud anymore. Uh, and uh, also the Orange Groves, which hosts us. Very happy about that. My friend Joe started Thank that you. up. That's uh, who I do my One Piece podcast with. So all sorts of cool shows on there. I've myself been enjoying the one where they rank every Guitar Hero song. And I'm validated. That's the one I've been meaning to, to listen to. It's the one where I'm validated in my taste in music. Because Joe will be like, yeah, Nirvana and Foo Fighters are bad. I'm like, they sure are. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> what about you, Cameron? Where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Cam Hambone. I just tweet about how Kingdom Hearts is cool. And... Um, uh, uh, I don't how Ben Shapiro is short. It's, he is short, really and he sounds weird. like a fucking muppet. Yeah, he's. Yep. And if you if you like me and how I talk about things, you know, you should follow me on Twitter. I'm tweeting a lot more. I'm enjoying Twitter again. That's good. It took me a little bit of time to get back into it. Um, and there might be another podcast I'm on oh, coming up boy. pretty soon. Is it? Yeah. A, is it? Uh, it's a two vegetables. Some might call it a revival of sorts. Say yeah, go hard all day, all night. All day on.
My name is Joe. And I'm Jory. And we are watching One Piece. That's it. That's the podcast. Yep. Uh, so we talk about the anime called One Piece uh, about once a month. It takes a while to watch One Piece, but I'm currently caught up with the show. I just started it. So you can join us while we talk about loving the rubber boy, vaping Sanji, our son Chopper, and his murder mom Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Other loving nicknames to be decided as we go along. You can find us on iTunes or your app of choice. And until you tune in, to be continued.